Hello and welcome to Out and About in Melobians. I'm your host, Jeremy Barfer. As part of my job as a member of the Scottish Parliament, I get to travel around Melobians, meeting interesting people and hearing about how the companies, charities and projects that they work for benefit and contribute to our community. On this podcast, I will share their stories. On today's episode, I'm excited to be talking to Melanie Kilburn, the manager of the Wester Hills Debt Centre for Christians Against Poverty. Melanie, Christians Against Poverty. Are we not all against poverty? Why Christians Against Poverty? We are all against poverty. There is no... um, Christians don't have a monopoly on wanting to be against poverty. Um, Our organisation, we are Christians Against Poverty because we are doing this as a response to the love of God in our lives, that we want to show anybody who is in poverty the love of God in a really, really practical way. And that's why we are Christians Against Poverty. So you're a charity, an Mm organisation, based in... Our headquarters are in Bradford, um, but Christians Against Poverty works, only works through churches. And we work, we've got about, um, there's there's a couple of th- different things that we do, but we have 600 debt centres across the UK. We have 25 of those in Scotland. We've actually got three in Edinburgh, one in West Lothian, so we're really well covered here. Um, the charity's been going 25 years, more than 25 years. Um, and it's developed from a small um, charity that was based in Bradford, that's where our head office is, um, to, uh, as I've said, a national charity, actually international charity now, but a national tra- charity, which doesn't cover everywhere, but we've got good coverage and we are opening more and more debt centres um, and other services across the UK. Explain to me a wee bit about a debt centre. What is it? What does it do? What's the goal behind it? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, a debt centre, we we are primarily, the charity is a debt counselling charity. Okay, so a debt centre is somewhere where we base it in a church. We get, um, it might be an employed debt counsellor or it might be um, a volunteer debt counsellor. But there's usually a team of people around them. Um, and the aim is we um, take clients, individual clients on. Our service is slightly different from most other debt counselling services in that we go into people's homes. We go into people's homes to make it easy for them, to mean that they don't have to carry their paperwork into an office and like, you know, people going, oh, what, what, what they're going in, they're clearly in debt. People would never know that we're visiting them. We go in, we make them feel very comfortable and we have three, three official meetings with them our approach is that we would take all their information and find out what their personal journey out of debt is going to be. It could be all different kinds of ways. But our attitude is quite holistic in that we try and look at why they have got into debt. Is it money management? We can help them with that. Is it mental health problems? We, can, we can't help them with that, but we can signpost them. You know, I've had um, befrienders who actually go along with our clients to GP surgeries to try and get a better service for them, get them referred to the right people. Um, But we do go into people's homes. And one of the things that I've been thanked for yesterday, actually, is we don't 
one of the difficulties of, of dealing with your debt is it is it's really really emotional so we take tissues with us it's really really emotional they've made the effort of making that telephone call to make an appointment which could have taken them two to three years to do that of being in debt and and it being that weight on their shoulders and we go in and sometimes they don't answer the door sometimes they phone two minutes before the appointment to say i can't do it they say my dog's sick my i've got another appointment with my gp something to put another barrier in we will not go away until they tell us i don't want you to help me because we want to be there for them we want to scoop them up and help them wherever they are and I think that's a big difference between us. We don't require them to come to appointments. We go to them. And as I said, we 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 don't even let them go when they're debt free. If they want to stay our friends, we will be around. You know, I've had two people this week. We've got a drop in on a Thursday morning at the church here and two clients who've gone debt free earlier in the year coming back and saying, oh, Melly, can you help me with this? Just, I don't exactly know what to do with this letter. And it's nothing to do with their debt. You know, it's just something that they know that we will help them with. Debt free sounds very positive. Mm-hmm. Again, just take us through a process of someone comes and sees you, they've, they've built up debt for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I appreciate every journey will be different. Mm-hmm. But is there a, a process you go through with them in regard to that? Yeah, I mean, something that is... You know, we can all talk about statistics, and, and my people aren't statistics. They are, they're real people, okay? But we Scotland does have a lower income compared with the other three nations in the UK. So they have slightly higher debt and an average lower... So that we're talking about our CAP clients, a lower income. So they're, you know, they're, they're on a difficult step anyway, Okay, so what we do is we go in, we explain what our service is, and we gather all the information, and then I type it into the computer. It all goes off to Bradford, and Bradford decide what the journey out of debt is going to be. They That come, information comes back to me, and I go back to the person's home, and we give them options. There are always options. They might not like the options, but there are always options. So an option might be that you have a debt repayment plan, where you pay back that debt or you may go through there are official ways that you can do that which are slightly out with specific to Scotland but you can go to an official person who will help you with that or you can stay with CAP and we will do that debt debt plan. Um, we help people with you know we try and make sure that the interest rates you know or interest and charges are stopped etc. CAP negotiates on their behalf. The route out of debt might be that they go through a protected trust deed or a trust deed, but it's generally, there's generally two ways. It's either you pay your debts back through a debt repayment plan or you go through bankruptcy. And those can be difficult choices um, because they have knock-on effects for the rest of your life. And that's generally where our clients go. Again, I'm sure it's difficult, but do you have an average client or do people come with, do you have different backgrounds, different stories, different situations? 
you know, presumably not one type of person that you're dealing with day in, day out? No, you're absolutely right there, Jeremy. There's no average client. Just as I think, to be honest, there's not really an average person. If I think if you asked, every, you know, the people in this room or in the cafe downstairs, do you think you're an average person? Everybody would say, no, I'm not average. And everybody that we meet is an individual. And the stories that they have... Uh, Sorry, they can be absolutely heartbreaking. We will have people who, women who thought their husbands were paying the bills and then all of a sudden the husband leaves and the bills haven't been paid and they are left with the debt. I have some young girls who had really difficult relationships with their parents for maybe abusive reasons or maybe mental health reasons who have been made homeless even by the ages of 18 and 19. Okay, I have, um, I have people who have mental health issues. I have people who don't have mental health issues. I have people who have gambling problems. There is no typical client. They are. They all come to it. The one thing I will say is, mental ill health, debt leads to mental ill health, and mental ill health leads to worse debt. And that's a cycle. So even if you didn't have mental health issues before you had debt, you usually have them after. I mean, not usually, that's a, another, you know, you can't say what the average is, but men, it, mental ill health, at least half of my clients have some kind of mental health, ill health issues. Anxiety is a terrible one at the moment. People are frightened to answer their doors. You gave some hope that you can get out of it, it comes with consequences, it comes with mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So if I'm listening to this mm -hmm. and I've got maybe a credit card bill I can't pay or I've got fuel bills which are going up which mm. I can't afford, mm. what do I do? Where's the hope? So the hope is there is always help out there. A lot of people don't know about the help. Um, and that's this is fantastic for us to be able to say, Christians Against Poverty, our services are completely free. Okay. There are, you will find debt help out there, often advertised on the internet, and there are charges to it. They sometimes take money away from the money you're paying back to your debt. CAP will never do that. Everything we do is free. And we're entirely, absolutely, our, our funding comes from churches. It comes from individuals who donate towards our charity. If there are people out there in debt, what I would say is get on top of it now before it gets worse. And you can call. I, I'm hoping that you'll be able to put the number on the website. But, I mean, if there's anybody listening now, and I hope I'm going to get this number right, it's 0800 328 treble zero six okay but you can put that number out there for them there's a dedicated scotland team for the people in scotland and they are absolutely lovely guys they're even nicer than i am so that's saying something isn't it so uh, it, call sooner rather than later the worst thing that you can do with debt is put your head in the sand and i know it seems easier to not open letters and not answer telephone calls but that doesn't make the debt go away we can help people we can help you. You know, we've got this situation at the moment with, a, you know, the cost of living crisis. It is 
scary for all of us, not just people who are in debt. It's scary for middle class people. It's scary for wealthy people. It's scary for everyone. And, you know, rents are rising and we've got, you know, even the cheapest food is more expensive and fuel bills are astronomical at the moment. And we, something that someone said to me the other day, they said, you know, what's funny, Melanie, is people used to be really scared about talking about their mental health issues. And then that became okay to talk about. Okay, so then we were talking about everybody's mental health issues. And the big taboo was money. No one ever spoke about money. Everybody was fine. And now people are standing at the gates of schools saying, I can't afford my kids' lunches. I can't afford to put money on my electricity. I can't afford to send the kids on a school trip. People are openly talking about it now. And it's, it, it, I'm so, so pleased that there is help out there. Okay, so we have had, you know, the, the, the government has given money to everybody, actually, towards their bills. And that is fantastic. One thing um, that I really wanted to say today um, is if you are listening to this and you are on a prepayment meter, then the way that you will have been told about the £66 a month that you're going to get is either in an SMS or in an email. And it's a voucher and that voucher has a time limit on it. So if you don't take and spend that voucher and top up your um, prepayment meter, you lose that money. So that's really important for, um, and that's not, it's not, that's not just people in debt. That's everybody who is on a prepayment meter. Um, so that's important for people to know. Okay, I've got debt, mm-hmm. but I'm a bit sceptical of God. Mm-hmm. And I don't want you to come along and preach a sermon at me <laughs> as well as being in debt. Absolutely. Can you reassure me I won't be Bible bashed if no. I come and speak to you? Absolutely, no. We are doing this because... We are doing this because we we know God loves us, okay, and we has a good plan for our lives. But we offer this service to everybody, to um, people of no faith, people of all faiths, okay. So we have people who are um, Muslims come to us, Jews come to us, and people, absolutely people of no faith, okay. And we would never push our faith onto everybody. Everybody gets exactly the same service. But what we say is, yes, of course we would want you to be interested in God. If you want information about God, of course we will talk, we will chat. I would love to chat about God to people. But we'll also offer to pray for people. And if they say no, there is no problem with that at all. So you're the debt manager here mm-hmm. um, in Wester Hills. Uh-huh. Um, how did you end up being a debt manager? Okay. So I I used to work for Bethany Christian Trust um, and I organised a befriending project Um, and then I got sick and I took a while out of volunteering and out of work Um, and as I was coming back and felt a little bit better, I was kind of looking around thinking, well, God, what do you want me to do next? Okay, and rather than saying, I'm going to do this, and ask God to bless it, what I thought I would do is look around and see what God was blessing and then work towards moving into that. 
And I looked round and I saw that God was blessing Christians against poverty and Christians against poverty specifically at uh, Holy Trinity Church, which is based in Wester Hales. Um, and I had actually um, been a befriender when this service first started, probably about 12, 13 years ago, when I first came to Scotland. But I approached um, the centre manager there at the time, Chris Hoskins, and I asked if there was anything I could help with. And he nearly bit my arm off. Um, and I became a volunteer and then I trained as a debt coach. And then there was a job came up, which was debt centre manager. And I just felt, I felt that everything, I was previously a pharmacist, in a, in a, I always say in a previous life, but it seems so long ago now. I feel that everything that I've ever done in my life has taken me to this moment. And this is the absolute right job for me at this moment. I've just felt that God has led me here. Just help us a wee bit because there is a difficult time going through for us um, and we hear lots of commentary about why it's happening and how it can be resolved mm. if you if you had the Prime Minister, if you had the First Minister sitting here mm. is there one thing you would say to them that would make a difference? Is there something even not necessarily regarding debt, but about how we talk about it, mm. how we express it, social attitude towards it. One thing, that's quite funny. One thing to or say. Or two to things them. if you want. <laughs> I think I think my answer would be how do we change the rhetoric around this? How do we change at people's attitudes? People are not dull bludgers. The, the vast majority of people who are out of work now are the most difficult people to get back into work. They have physical health issues. They have mental health issues. We all know there are many, many jobs out there that cannot be filled. The people, if they are unemployed, are usually unemployed, not for, for their own choice. How do we change that attitude to be set from well, we're going to give them absolutely nothing to live on. Be, be below poverty. I mean, it has to be below poverty levels. 320 odd pounds a month for a single person to live on. If, that is almost impossible to pay your bills and everything, you know, your food. But how do we change it so that our society feels it is worthwhile to give that, to give everybody a some self-respect and enough money to live on, enough money to pay their bills, enough money, not to, to be able to go out and socialise even, just to be able to buy enough food to feed themselves. Which takes me to my, my, my final question, I suppose, and it is my magic wand. <laughs> I, now, obviously, it may well be when it end all poverty, but that might be more difficult mm. to do. But if I gave you a magic wand, what would make life for your clients easier? Maybe you already touched on it, or is there something else that would make life for your clients easier? Oh, well, I mean, so, for the world to be fair, you know, for the world for the world to be fair to everybody. But, I, and I think that comes with a concept of understanding where people are. That's, when I go, when I go into people's houses, 
I go into some people's houses and they're really, really difficult people, really difficult people. They're, they're, they're almost unlovable. But I go in and I love them because somehow God makes me love them. Okay. And I wish everybody could see other people. It's not, it's not quite through rose tinted glasses. It's with the eyes of God. We were all created in God's image. If we looked at people and saw that, I think I think the world would be a fairer place. I greatly change. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Jeremy, for asking me. It was great to hear from Melanie. It was really encouraging to hear about the great work Christians Against Poverty are doing and to know that there's always hope and help out there. We'll put a link to their website in the show notes and you can go to it if you want to find out more. Thank you for listening to Out and About in Malovians and I look forward to catching you next time.